You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. Hi again, everyone, and welcome back to this edition of the QSR Web Podcast. I, of course, am QSR Web Editor Shelley Whitehead, and delighted you've checked in with us today to dive down deep into the intricacies of that all-important topic for all restaurant operators, customer loyalty. To do that, we're tapping into the substantial subject area smarts of the pros behind the payment intelligence platform LedgerPay, which is actually a venture of Microsoft solutions provider Quisitive. Specifically today, we're getting the latest best practices and insider tips around loyalty from LedgerPay Vice President of Marketing, Tom Burns, who is here with me now and brings more than 20 years of executive experience in payments and loyalty to the table today. In fact, his insights on e-commerce security have been featured in such esteemed business publications as the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg. And welcome, Tom. It's so nice to have you. Oh, Shelley, it's great to be here. Well, we are delighted. So let's just start by establishing, I guess, a kind of baseline to work from and having you tell us what you define as the difference between engagement and loyalty. Sure, I guess we'll just jump right into the deep end. Um, I, I, think that, I, I think that, you know, uh, just I can speak personally as, a, as a, an American consumer is that loyalty is a, is a really well understood and established concept uh, among uh, consumers and, and certainly um, QSR diners in particular. I mean, vir virtually every restaurant chain has one. I think the last time I looked, there's about uh, um, uh, 3.8 billion loyalty memberships out there. And your average American is, uh, is, is pretty aware of loyalty. They're, they're, uh, they're enrolled in, in about 15 programs um, per capita. Uh, but I think the big thing is there, where you dig down a little bit and they're really only actively engaged in seven of those. So, um, you know, even though loyalty is really ubiquitous, with all the saturation, diners have just become a lot savvier. Um, they know that most of the offers they get are, are really designed to drive visits and, and spend for the chain and not necessarily focused on their interests or, you know, or, or creating an additional level of satisfaction. And at the root of that, I, I think one of the, the real challenges is, is that many restaurants you know, offer promotions that are, are based on sort of a generic, you know, one size fits all uh, design. And they're, the big thing is, is that they're, that's opposed to being aligned with a customer's personal preferences. What, you know, you and I are, are two different diners. We may go to the same place. We may love that chain for, uh, for, for completely different reasons. Um, and we've got our go-tos on the menu, but it, it's totally different. Yet we get a promotion that doesn't really address either one of those things, you know. So let's say, you know, I, I, I was still a vegetarian. Um, and I loved, uh, I loved to chain salads. And I was, I was super loyal about that. And then all of a sudden I get a, um, I get a promotional offer for you know a burger or or a sandwich, um, you know that's something that uh, that that doesn't really connect with me, and I'm I'm really I'm really sort of you know looking at it and just going, uh, you know how, how much how much is my business really valued here, and I think on the flip side of that, the ability to provide targeted offers, you know, and whether that's 
you know, unique content or a personalized uh, offer on a product or recommendation, you know, that's delivered at the moment of impact. And, and at LedgerPay, you know, we call the moment of impact, it's, it's when the customer is actually still in the restaurant. And that's really, really a vital component for, for increasing engagement. Um, engagement is critical because we see engagement as being quite different than loyalty. You know, uh, I think that at LedgerPay, we believe that you have to earn loyalty. You can't buy it. You can't discount your way to it. Um, and I think that, that, you know, if you think about it this way, you know, um, if you go back to where the original concept of customer loyalty came from, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to, you know, uh, I'm old enough to remember when, you know, there were a lot of mom and pop shops and, uh, and you go in and you had a relationship with somebody and, uh, you know, behind the counter and they're not even necessarily the owner. They're just somebody who sees you on a regular basis and they know that there's something that, uh, that, that you like, you know, so, uh, you know, let's say you've got a local coffee shop and, and, and you've got somebody that the staff knows that you, you come in, you like chocolate donuts, but only if they're fresh. Right. You don't want like day olds or something that's a couple of hours old. And so they only offer you, hey, Tom, you know, donuts just came out of the oven. Right. That's something that that preference and the fact that it's recalled and acted upon only when appropriate really adds unique and memorable uh, emotional dimension to the dining experience. It's a small gesture. But it's a very powerful one because it makes the customer feel unique and known in a reassuring way. And that's quite different than some of the data privacy issues people really have where people, oh, well, people know too much about me or something. Is What you're doing is you're providing something that is, is, is personal, it's relevant, um, you're making an offer based on their past interests and you all of a sudden what you're doing is you're you're changing the dining experience because you're creating an emotional bond around it. And the, when that happens, uh, a diner feels valued. They feel validated when their personal preference are acknowledged and rewarded. Um, and that simple act of engaging them on terms that are personally meaningful to them while they were still in the restaurant. You know what? That's what we believe is the gateway to genuine, lasting loyalty for just about every business. So how do you talk about that? Is it, uh, I think I've heard you before when we've discussed some things, talk about payments intelligence? Yeah, that's a, um, payments intelligence is a, is a new solution that, um, that LedgerPay is is just bringing to market now, and you know we we took a uh, we took a, a hard look at at the at the loyalty space and and tried to figure out you know okay uh, there's a lot of great things about loyalty D don't get me wrong here you know um, I think it's a it's a it's a well understood concept by both you know restaurant operators and and diners alike and it's an awesome tool for acquiring and retaining customers and at the end of the day financially. A loyalty program just makes a ton of sense uh, if, if you're operating a chain. You know, I, everybody knows in any form of retail environment in a brick and mortar setting that the real pain point of cost is getting somebody over that threshold, you know, getting, getting a new customer in. And, and it's, you know, it's shown that, that it's nine to 11 times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to keep one that you've already got. And if you can get a loyalty boost, you know, just, at, we're talking single digits here, you know, 7%. That, if you can get somebody to come back, you know, that, that much more often, 
you get a lifetime increase of between 25 to 85 percent of revenue by for every diner and even a three percent jump in engagement that can lower your opex by as much as 10 percent so that's just a really compelling case right there and and you know loyalty loyalty works right and we've you know i i guess i'm i'm old enough to remember when loyalty started out you know the old punch cards and they were sort of rife with fraud, you know, because you could never really track them. And then they moved to the little, uh, you know, plastic cards. Um, and, you know, pe people use them. I think most often you see them in grocery stores these days. But all this has given way to apps, you know. And, again, apps makes total sense. You know, people have got – everybody seems like they're genetically attached to their, their cell phone. <laughs> Most Americans these days have smartphones and research has shown that um, if, if you've got, if people will spend as much as three hours a day on an app and it gives, you know, it, theoretically it gives just a huge amount of data to, to a, a chain operator in terms of, you know, customers past behavioral processes, you know, their patterns, their, you know, their purchase preferences um, and, and, you know, they create real insights that, theoretically should lead to a better dining experience. Um, I think the, the big challenge is, is that with the apps by design, you've got an uncommon level of, of friction built into the process. And what I mean by friction is, is that, you know, you've got to create some sort of compelling incentive to get somebody to download the app. Um, okay, great. Now they've got it on, on their phone, but now they've got to take the time and they've got to fill it out. Then they've got to usually attach a card, you know, debit or a credit card to it. And then the big thing is they've got to remember to use it every time they're in, in a chain, you know, making an order, right? Um, and, and the friction is big, but I think one of the, one of the real challenges here is uh, there's a recent study that just came out by Deloitte. And it's really revealing because it, what it shows is that 95% of, of apps lose their active user base within 90 days of being downloaded. Wow. That's a- I believe that. Yeah. That's, a, that's, just, that's just a side, right? Um, and that abandonment is compounded by the fact that 54% of the remaining users, right? So the, you know, the 5% um, the who haven't abandoned, 54% will go inactive in the course of a year. Now, and if you're running a breakage model, you know, you got points and let's face it, there are some financial concerns about, you know, if you carry a big point load and, um, you know, there's some, some issues around that and you put in a breakage model where, okay, you don't use the points by X date, they get terminated. That just throws gas on the fire of abandonment. Uh, people have shown, they, you know, they, they really, they do not respond well to that because they feel like they've earned something and it's being take, taken away, you know. Um, but the net net of all this, when you take a look at that level of abandonment and churn is that, most programs, even the real successful ones, are truly only engaging plus or minus, you know, it'll vary by, by chain. Uh, you know, I don't think it's one size fits all, but it's about plus or minus 5% of your diners at any one time. And the catch to that is that those folks are already your most loyal customers. So what are you getting? And that creates a huge, huge blind spot. Um, for chains that are running brick and mortar operations. So, you know, that brings us to payments intelligence. And what we did is we, we started looking at, well, you know, take a look at the advantage that any online 
uh, merchant has over a brick and mortar merchant. You know, I'm speaking broadly here, but you get the idea. You, you go onto a site and you give up a ton of personal information if you check out, right? And even if you don't check out, <clears throat> they capture your IP address, they see what you browse, they see how long you hover. And, you know, that's where all those recommendations come from. You know, people who bought this also bought that. I mean, they've got algorithms, right, to, to do that. Um, sure. And with us, what we've done is we've basically taken that model and we've, we've leveled the playing field and really tried to create a similar situation for anybody who's got a brick and mortar restaurant, right? It's frictionless and it's seamless. And so the only thing that's required is new customer comes in to, doesn't matter any location you're chain, and they make an order and they pay for it. And what we do is we've got some very advanced technology. We sit in the payments flow and we grab that credit card or debit card, whatever it is. And we create a file in a secure locker in the cloud. And we then capture all the line item data of every menu item that was offered. And that's, you know, it's, it's time of day, you know, frequency, what location. It's highly granular. And then with every new purchase with that card, that customer profile gets built out over time. Um, and the, the restaurant operator can see all this in real time through our portal. It's, uh, it's super easy to use and, you know, you can, you can drill down. And then what we do is we can then, and, or, you know, you can drive it manually or we can do it, you know, automatically. Um, we segment users by behaviors. So this could be frequency, could be menu preferences. And then we align them with campaigns, with, with offers that are tailored to their personal and, uh, and past purchase behaviors. So, for example, let's say you've got a customer who's rock solid. They're one of those five percenters who they come in every week and, you know, single diner, they make an order and it totals out at a $16 ticket. Great, you know? Um, and, but if you double click on that profile through the portal, all of a sudden you see that, oh, 30% of the time, you know, they order a dessert, you know, some ice cream, cookie, maybe pot, piece of pie, something like that, doesn't matter. Um, so now you want to incent some more frequency. So you can now make an offer to them in real time while they were st standing there in front of the point of sale. Um, uh, so they get, you get a free dessert if you come in one time between now and let's say next week. You can set whatever parameters you want. And this can get delivered through a number of ways. See, it could be a barcode on the ticket. It could be display on the POS. Um, it could be a prompt on the cashier's POS to say, hey, Tom, you know, you got an offer there. Um, you know, uh, it, if, they're, if they're enrolled, we can work with any existing loyalty program. We can, we can uh, punch up that, that offer right on your phone through, through a text message, you know, or if you've got a, a you know, tabletop ordering system, we, we can do that as well. But the big thing is it happens right at the moment of impact while they were still in the restaurant. And as I said earlier, this is really critical because it changes the emotional nature of the, uh, the dining experience. And so, you know, the cost of goods on this are relatively minimal, but you get a lift right away for the other, another visit, another meal, and now for the first time you've got a loyalty program that's designed to only make offers that are targeted 
to that person based on their individual preferences. And then what's really great is we take all that information and we just cycle it through. We've got uh, machine learning, you know, artificial intelligence algorithms, and every campaign then is completely dissected and then optimized. So going forward, your performance of your, your engagement and loyalty program just becomes sharper and sharper and sharper. Can you, can you boil down a little bit for us what exact types of transactional data are really available? Oh, sure. Um, you know, the great thing is, is that we can provide virtually every data point around an individual transaction. So that's, you know, restaurant location, time of day, individual line detail. So that's, you know, did you order two Cokes? Did you get a, you know, a big fry? Did you, um, I mean, you know, the, the size, the number, everything of each menu item, frequency of visits, frequency of the items offered, right? It's a level of detail and insight into a customer's buying preferences and behaviors that no other solution can currently offer any restaurant chain. And it's, it's taking that and it's translating it. I mean, how, how does it work to kind of give enlightenment to the restaurant operator? Oh, sure. So we've got a very sophisticated portal um, that has, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's basically multiple screens. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, we've got a whole process here where it's identification, right? And you can see exactly, you know, so the great thing is, is that the way we do it, we capture only the credit or debit card number. So you don't get into any uh, identity or PCI compliance issues. We completely remove the operator from any sort of that exposure if there's a data breach, because it's all tokenized. And so, so what we do is we've got the, we, we capture, we've got the, we identify and we have the individual profile, we build that. And then we've got a segmentation tool. And again, this can be driven by our artificial intelligence and can basically organize your customers by behavior. And also there's a whole list of, we've got you know maybe a dozen pre-built different campaigns that we can run. So this is day part, you know, this is frequency, this is a new, new promotion, new service you're offering, a cross sell, you know, whatever. Those are things that are fairly standard to the industry, but you can also, you can import your own custom um, uh, offers or campaigns you want to run, or let's say you're working with an ad agency and they've got something, no problem. We can, we can bring, bring that in as well. And then we segment those identified customers by their behaviors or menu preferences to the, the objective you are seeking to drive of, uh, engagement around. And then that automatically gets pushed and all this happens in real time. So it's sub, you know, sub seconds right to the diner. While they're in the restaurant, you connect with them directly with this offer um, at, you know, at the point of sale. As I said, that can happen in a number of different formats. And people think, oh, well, your point of sale, there's not a lot of time. Well, the funny thing is, is that, you know, uh, it's not too far in the distant past, but the introduction of the uh, uh, EMV, Euro MasterCard Visa, the chip, as everybody knows it on their cards, one of the big things is while that's increased security for um, uh, for card not present transactions, it's actually lengthened the amount of time you're standing in front of any register. And I think the last time we looked at it, it was about 14 seconds. So there's plenty of time to engage somebody 
um, at that point, then they get it. They can act on it. Depends on how, how you've set the campaign on campaign up. They can act on it right then and there, or they can, they can bring it back, but it'll be top of mind. You can also, you can also shoot them a reminder on it. Um, and then what we do is in background, then we're constantly optimizing all that data. So it gives the operator full 360 degree visibility into every single customer, into every single purchase they make in every single channel. So if they're you know going online and ordering something, we capture that too, and we can marry them together. And the unifying uh, factor here is the is the payment instrument, the debit or credit card. So can payment and payments intelligence kind of track ROI then? And if it can, how how does it accomplish that? Yeah, it does. You know, we actually have in our optimization engine, you know, that's that's sort of the last step where we're going back and really doing a very, very deep analysis of the performance of every single campaign by every single customer. Um, and we in that we have a built in ROI calculator. So the operator just has to double click on the screen and they can track the details of what do you want to know? The cost of the product. They can track redemption levels, activation levels. They can tra track the value of the sales that that offer drove. They can track revenue lift on a promotional campaign. They can track revenue lift by location, by customer, by lifetime value of the customer. So there's a really broad array of data feeds that you know your marketing department can then take and sit there and just by clicking around and it's you know it's a, it's a classic WYSIWYG. Um, you know, uh, uh, format. So it's not like you're looking at, you know, uh, miles and miles of, sp of spreadsheets, you know, everything's broken out and graphs you can, and it's, it's customizable. So our whole thing is what we wanted to do is really provide an entirely new level of visibility and control for operators. So they can sit there and they can get a lens right into their customers while they are, they are engaging with them across the chain in real time. I imagine all of that also spawns some creativity on the part of marketers working on the other end to be able to look at all those translations of the data and think of ways that they can actually build on that. You know what you 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 couldn't you couldn't be more right. I, I think that now uh, you know as a uh, as a mildly rehabbed marketing geek myself, you know one of the one of the big challenges for marketeers in general is that by nature marketing is a is a risk risk based function. Um, and you know you're coming up with campaigns, you're coming up with concepts, you're doing your best to triangulate different things uh, to show the efficacy of any campaign. And what what we're providing the marketeer with is so you know I've been a CMO, and I've spent you know a reasonable chunk of my career advocating for programs that marketing wants to roll out. Um, to either a CEO or a CFO on how well this program is going to perform and what the ROI is going to, going to be. And that's always been, you know, a, a dotted line at best. And what, what payments intelligence does is it gives the marketing team the ability to basically reach through the POS and connect directly with the customer while they were still in the store, in, in the restaurant, while they were actually in the process of, of it ordering and engaging with them. This could be a message, it could be an offer, it doesn't matter. And what you're doing is, through our optimization engine and our ROI tracker, we're creating, for the very first time, a scientifically provable 
link between outbound marketing activity, activation, lift, and revenue. And that's, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if you're a marketeer, I'm sorry, that's the holy grail. Well, John, this has really been fascinating. Um, it's going to have to wrap it up for us today, but I really want to thank you for taking me up several levels on my overall intelligence about this subject. Uh, it's been very interesting. And um, to our listeners, I certainly hope you took away some usable information too, and that very soon it will be helping to make business better for you and your brand. Thanks again for checking in with us today, everybody. And have a fantastic rest of the afternoon. Bye now.